Hey! Hey! <laughs> I'm just catching a vibe. I see. I'm like, yo. <laughs> can you hear me okay? I can hear you good. All right, perfect. Good. I can hear you good. Perfect. How are you, Melinda? How are you? I am tired. I mean, you're hardworking. You're hard women, you know. But I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, but I'm tired. Today has been a day. It's been a day? Like, there's a difference between being tired and being being brain tired. Mm, you can't even think no more. Like, I've been meetings <laughs> on meetings, you know, clients, publishing companies since, like, 8 o'clock this morning. Literally. You you, listen, you superwoman, you know? You superwoman. I, I, you know, I could, I could text you at 3 o'clock in the morning. You may text me back at, like, 5. I know. <laughs> hey, Erica. How are you? Th thank you Listen. for joining. The, thank you for joining the Flowway Show tonight. I know you. I know you have a busy schedule. You got a lot going on. No, um, I'm cool. I'm cool until this <laughs> evening. This evening, Bobby's gonna be at Medusa's. If you're in Atlanta, pull up Medusa's tonight. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, mask up, mask up. When you oh, come. I'm going out the street. <laughs> Full body suit. Um, straight ninja. All you're gonna see is. All you're going to see is like this much. <laughs> Melinda, is that you? <laughs> so, no. Um, this week is I'm not outside. <laughs> this week is Women Empowerment, um, Support Our Queens. So I thought you would be a perfect person to bring on as one of my guests this week because you've had 20 plus years in the entertainment industry and you um, are one of the queens that, that work with a lot of males in the industry. Um, and you know, you hold it down for a, a, a lot of, um, a lot of great time that we see. So definitely wanted to, uh, give you your flowers, um, while you're Thank here and you. have this conversation and have a conversation that maybe someone out there that's watching can get, you know, inspired as well. Absolutely. Um, 20 years, right? Or has it been over 20 years that you've been mm. in business? It's been over, but I'm good at 20. We're not going to count. <laughs> She's like, who <laughs> You're not gonna start calculating, uh, calculating time yeah. and ages. No, no, no. <laughs> That's a lot of years. How did the Santiago firm come about for you? It, it came about by me getting fired from my corporate job. Wow. What, what age were you when you got fired from that job? Well, let me just let me say it this way. When I was younger, I was just meeting a lot of celebs, athletes, um, strictly just kind of like very authentically genuinely and i would just kind of put people together like somebody was coming into town they needed something i would put them with the other so i was like a dot connector back in 1990s right back the then <clears throat> the dot connector back then so then i was working all the way up until 2008 i want to say yeah and that's when, uh, 2007, I had my last daughter and I got fired from my corporate job. So I was kind of doing two things at once. One was legit. Mm -hmm. One was, one was just making my side money, hustles. Side and hustles. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it took me getting fired from that job. One being a Hispanic, two being a female. And I was in a high position and I said, I would never make anybody else a million dollars before I made me some. So that triggered me to legitify, structure, get the, the business in order, 
and then put my feet to the ground and just make that my only thing. And focus on that. And, yeah. And you haven't had to work for anyone ever, ever since. Um, nope. Walk us through, um, I know, but walk us through a little bit of your business and what you do for your clients. I manage, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. um, recently started a publishing company, a book publishing company, a TV film company, <clears throat> production company. Um, I got tired of getting a lot of no's or mm -hmm. hold on, I'll get back to you. So I created my own lanes. So I didn't have to wait for anybody else to give me an opportunity. I created the opportunity. Open so, that door. Like, I'm going to open the door for myself. Right. So my business partner who actually followed me on Instagram, Twitter maybe, and he followed me for a while, um, just kind of watching my moves and just kind of seeing what it was. And he was able to kind of, hey, you know, I have a show I'm working on and this and that. And we developed a very good business relationship where he wanted to see me win because he saw mm -hmm. me making sure everybody else won. So he said, I'm in the Moana Santiago business. And when he said that to me, we just went like skyrocketing. I mean, here comes a, 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 a distribution deal, TV distribution deal. Here comes a book, a book deal. All these things happened for me. But I would consistently put this stuff on the back burner. Um, and continue with the with the clients. So, outside of managing a client's overall business, you know, I, I book artists, I uh, look over their, their publishing, I get them in TV, I get them, I just pretty much anything a client needs, we do. So we've added like consulting, we've added a lot of extra amenities to the business. Mm -hmm. outside of just management because a lot of people don't really understand what management is they think a manager comes on and i'm supposed to go get them gigs no the artist is supposed to do what they're <laughs> supposed to do and a manager manages the business means the publicist the accountant the attorneys the marketing people anybody that who's around that artist we manage to make sure everyone's doing their job and of course build relationship build endorsement uh, opportunities, create opportunities. Um, so there's a lot that goes into a real manager, uh, assessing rooms, getting in rooms, negotiating deals, creating deals. So there's just a lot of, there's a lot of, um, a lot of time, a lot of hats, mm -hmm. you know, that I wear. And, 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 and depending on the client at times, other hats come on, other things come into play. You know, so based on each client needs, you yeah. may have 10 hats for one person and 20 hats for another. So, you know. Absolutely. Um, I remember when I first met you some years ago and I had booked the show, it was Bobby V. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and just, and ever since, you know, I've seen that, you know, y'all relationship, it's really like a family. I know that you're the president of L Tree Music Group. Yes. Um, and, you know, as well, how did y'all meet? How did that relationship come about? So prior to me uh, coming on board with Bobby, um, I was managing some other people, some other artists, and very notable artists. I, um, and, you know, I move around a lot. So my name started circulating in Atlanta. My name started circulating in L.A. My name just started circulating. They didn't really know who Melinda Santiago was. They just heard of the S-Firm or the Santiago Firm. 
The name was ringing bells. Her name it was, was ringing bells. That's it, that's big direct. It was circulating, <laughs> right? So, I knew the name before I knew of you too. So and that's the thing, <laughs> and, and I started realizing. So when I would step in rooms and they wouldn't know who I was, sometimes it would be funny to hear what was being said about me, because they didn't really know who I was. Because I didn't really do a lot of uh, pictures yet. You know, I was doing the branding thing. But when they saw us, they saw always a group of all of my clients. So they never could say which one which was one her. Which one is who? Who's who? Right. Who, your focus was them, the client. And most it's of the time, all, you're, on the, you're on the sidelines, but you're making things happy for the client. Absolutely. Makes so it was 2013. I was at a TLC when TLC had the, uh, uh, biopic, the biopic on Lifetime, and we were at Sweet Lounge. And at that point, I was managing Raindrop Lopez, which was Lisa Lopez's sister. Mm -hmm. And uh, Babu, Bobby came in, and he zoned right in, and him and I were talking, and he was like, yo, you know, come on board. I, I need a good, you know, I need, a, I need somebody like you on, on the team. So I didn't come in managing him at the time. I just came in booking him. Um, that's one thing I, I think I'm pretty good at. I just I keep people working. I mean, huh, he's been working. Pleasure's been working. A lot of the people that I work with have still worked through the pandemic because I'm booking them. I'm putting them the in places. Car shows, the virtual Just, concerts. But they're, but they're good shows. They're not yeah, less it's quality. Not, it's not tacky. Anything. It's not tacky. It's not nonsense. Right. It's real not shows. Nonsense. And the money has not changed. I'm not taking low ball numbers. I'm not saying, oh, yeah, we'll do this. No, because we're not, we're not needy. You know, we don't have to work because we have to work. We're working because we want to work, you know. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, that kind of circulated around. So when he was like, yo, get on the team. So I just got on the team and then we just went grinding out. And that's like my little brother for real. Like we have a, a very strong, loyal relationship. And that's super important out here. So yeah, I, the, mo the more he moves, the more he grinds, and the more he wants it, the more we move. I structure him, structured his business, you know, removed some of the clutter that was around. And we, we dived in or dove in to some things that were missing. So um, it's been dope. It's been dope. Yeah, I see. I see. I see. It's, uh, I see the relationship and I see, you know, Bobby has. Uh, but the last, like, it, it, you said about two th 2013? Yeah. I've seen a lot in that time, the Hollywood Hearts and... The movie we did, absolutely, yeah. The shows and the tours and everything like that. So I definitely seemed like a rebranding of Bobby V at that time as well. And I know yeah. that you contributed um, to that. It's the reboot. Um, I don't want to say rebranding. It's the rebooting. And it's okay. just diving into opportunities that maybe weren't the focus, you know, mm -hmm. publishing, licensing, things that some money opportunities that kind of get overlooked sometimes or they're in the hands of somebody else. Now it's it's putting the fire under someone else who's supposed to have that job. Like, yo, where are we going? So money goes up, increase goes up. And like I said, the, the, the parking lot concerts are amazing. You know, the, mm -hmm. and, and just, the, just the idea of, you know, someone being that creative and coming up with the parking lot concerts, those are dope. Like, if you guys haven't went to one, just the experience in itself is dope. But, you know, it, it's... It's those kind of things, the things that have an add value. So, yeah, it's just 
it's just a lot of things that you're supposed to dive into. A good business person looks for every opportunity to monetize. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember when I started, um, and I've, I've been in business 14 years now, and I remember when I first started, and I was just doing parties, I was just doing concerts. I remember. And people would call me and be like, hey, can you give me this artist? Can you give me this person? Can you give me that person? And I would just give away contacts, just give away relationships, and connect a dot connector. I would literally connect dots. I think that in this business, when you got a certain amount of connections and things just come happen gradually. Yeah. And I think um I think I just think sometimes it's just pretty much God align align you. Yeah. Um, walking you in your purpose and you sometimes you don't really you are not gasping it all the right. way but you just know I have I know this person, I know that, I know how to do this, I know how to do that. A lot of things you just learn on the go. Yeah, and without name without name dropping. You don't have to name drop. I, I mm -hmm. can't stand people who name drop. That to me is like the most if you know you know. You know, you know, and sometimes I think the most humble people sometimes are in rooms and you don't really realize who they are. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so dope. So dope. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was one of those things where people would be like, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? I'm like, wait, this is another, this is another form of revenue for me. Let me yeah. go ahead. Let me establish a booking agency. Let me go ahead and do this. Let me go ahead and do that. So now I can yeah. take this money and put it back into my company and use it for funding and funding my own events and different things like that and then Absolutely. you know just build a relationship with artists and different things like that you start getting asked hey can you come on board can you do tour managing can you do this can you do that right and right you, just, you know it, it all it all goes back into uh this next thing you know you're like a you're, you're a powerhouse you're able to do you got all these different hats and as long as you do the business well see i mm -hmm. think that's it you can do a lot of things not well mm -hmm. but if you do one thing that's really well you build off of that. And I think that's sometimes people jump in and try to do this and try to do that into all these pieces. And that's not, you don't, you're not able to give a hundred percent. I mean, and, and things sometimes end up falling apart that way too. Absolutely. You know what I mean? like, absolutely. You know, my uncle told me one time, if you, if you focus on, if you grab one thing, you focus on that one thing and you, and, and you give your all to that one thing, that one thing would, would pretty much blossom. Absolutely. You know, it's, like, it's like sowing a seed. That thing will blossom. So you focus on that and you'll realize it'll just blossom into other branches on that tree. And it, it really is true. You know, at one point, you know, I, in my life, I was just, I was trying to focus on so many things at once. It just didn't work. When mm -hmm. I started focusing on one thing, there you go. You know, you yeah. See the fruits of, of, of the labor. Yeah. Um, and, and someone on here, I think was favorite Valentine, I think it was. Um, I saw a comment, one foot in and one foot out in business. And everyone starts that way. You know, you just got to make it and discipline yourself to get both feet in the business and learn the business. Learn it. Because when you realize the business, you might find out that's not the business you really want to do. Mm -hmm. And then you find another way to do it, to get that same feeling in another area of the business. That's important. You got to love what you do. See, it's like, I use this hashtag when your job is your playground. And that's how I, that's how it is. When my job is my playground, it doesn't even feel like work. It doesn't feel like I'm putting in all those hours because I love what I do. Mm -hmm. You're not counting, you're not counting the clock. Right. No, and, and this, and, you know, you're not counting the clock at all. You're not like, oh, you know, it's five o'clock. I'm done for the day. Peace. Right. <laughs> Shout out to Fred. Um, right. So it, it's like, you, you know, it's not that kind of thing for you when you're doing something that you love. 
you know, you realize in the day, like, God, I, I've been, I've been going 24 hours, you know, 48 hours, and you don't really realize it until until you crash. Till you crash. <laughs> until you crash, and you know, you don't really regret it. You're just like, let me just get some sleep. Let me get something to eat. Let me kind of rejuvenate myself. Yeah, and you're, and that's you're important. You are back at it um, again. Um, you work with a lot of clients. You've had, you know, you you work with a lot of clients. How how do you deal with egos? I don't. How do you do? You just don't. I don't. If if someone's talking to me and they're talking from a place of an egotistical nature, I just I, I let them vent out, and then nine times out of ten, they know what they're talking about is crazy. And they know that it's coming from a, an egotistical space. They know it's not coming from a genuine space. And sometimes if it happens, and I apologize if you hear beeping in the background. Um, okay. We're air frying. We're, we're, we're cooking. Um, <laughs> what you making? I'm fat. <laughs> making homemade fries and chicken wings and some good stuff. So good. Um, I talk to them from a different space. And I'm very spiritual, so I allow them to feel what they're saying. They think they're making the the point and all of that. But then when you break it all the way down and you break the layers down, and you're like, all right, where, where's this space coming from? Meaning, if you think you're this and that, this has to be the result. Mm -hmm. If this is not the result, then you have to rethink where you're coming from. And when you put that ownership back on the client, you put the ownership, it's not for me to fix a problem. It's for us to come to say, listen, okay, we tried this, you tried this and tried this. Where do you think we failed? Where do you think um, you dropped the ball? I can only do so much. I can put you in the position. It's your position to close it or vice versa. If Bobby puts me in a position, it's my job to close it. That's what a partnership and a team does. It's like, all right, strengths and weaknesses. Mm. Um, so with the ego, you know me, I'm. I'm a female. So sometimes you got to coax the ego. You're going to get what you want anyways. You're going to get the result as long as it makes sense. And we don't come from an emotional place, but a factual place. Okay, we could do it that way. However, it's about how you position. It's about how you talk. It's about how you make it make sense to that person. Because the way I speak to you may not resonate with the way I speak to somebody else. And it's not mm -hmm. saying that you're smarter or that you're less intelligent. It's we have to have a different way to communicate. So you have to find a way to communicate to get your results. It's easy. Create the balance. Like you mastered it. Create the balance. <laughs> you mastered it. You know, I, I, you know, I speak to a lot of people who work with uh, clients on a day, you know, day-to-day -day basis. That person's ego. And this person is, you know, the way they want to do things and people get frustrated. And, and the way you just broke it down just make it seem like it's if Floyd comes to me and says, listen, I want to do X, Y, Z, da, 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 da. Is it one, realistic? And if they say it's realistic, okay, make, make it make sense to me. Put the ownership back on them to make it make sense. Once you make it make sense, I can execute it. Mm -hmm. Or it, it, big ideas are great, but let's condense it down to what's realistic. And once you condense it down to what's realistic, you start picking it apart and execute to your results. Exactly. It's all about how you plan it out. It's how you make it realistic. I'm not negating your thought process. I'm not, I'm not negating your, your plan or your want, but let's make it make sense. Let's get reality. Do you really think you can do 12 shows in a day? 
No. <laughs> and yes, <there's> yes. <laughs> it's impossible with time. Time stops for no one. So right. you know, <laughs> I wish I could stop right. time, but we can't. <laughs> right. But then once they talk it out and they're like, you know what, that makes sense. The minute you open their brain to say that makes sense, that's when you go in and you put into play what does look realistic, what is realistic. Mm. And then they start trusting because you start having results. And I think that's the end of the, the whole thing is just results. Are you getting the results? Mm. You, say, you say like you can't do 12 shows in one day, right? Can, can you ever recall a time, I've seen like even with Bobby, I've seen where he's had a show maybe in New York and then maybe have a show in, I don't know, Missouri. In the same day, maybe one is in the afternoon, maybe one is in the night. Can you, yeah. ever call a, can you ever recall a time maybe that you had a client, you had a situation where it was maybe like most people gave something booked the same day and things didn't go right as, as planned, but you still made it to that destination, like a snowstorm or anything like that? So here's where the beauty is about being proactive. Mm -hmm. Here goes to, is it realistic? You got to understand, is it a money grab or is it realistic? I mean, we had a show booked in Hawaii and I got a call at the last minute. They wanted him at the Soul Train Awards. So literally, we had to cut it short. He jumped on the flight, got to the Soul Train Awards. Now, mind you, Hawaii. <laughs> it's not like they have flights out all the time, right? From everywhere. Right. From everywhere. So... You know, packed up, got them gone, boom, on time to the to Soul Train Awards. Now, if I have a show in Washington and I'm trying to get them to Florida, it's not realistic. It's too chancy. So here comes the proactive business. Hey, does it have to be that night? Can we move this date to the next day? And it gives, it's all about how you communicate and how you plan it out. I would never, ever put my client in a frustrating situation where he is upset. That's not how you do business. Now, if he's like, yo, I can knock it out, we can do this, and if, there's, if it's opportunity to, we'll do it. But I never, ever, ever would say, hey, unless you're in the same city, like a, a, a South by Southwest um, or CIAA, place like that, you can go club to club to club to club, different story. But when you start mm -hmm. talking about state to state and Weather conditions, it's about how, how diligent are you to be proactive it's, and planning it correctly. One thing you don't want to do, you never want your, you never want your artist frustrated, ever. It's never good for them. It's never good at all, especially the stress. And I've, I've seen artists book those shows in the wintertime, mm -hmm. you know, in, in, in times where the weather is unpredictable. Yeah. <laughs> we were in Yakima. I was with 112, and we were in Yakima, Washington. And blizzard, snow. And we went from Yakima to, there's another city up there. But we had like back-to-back -back shows. And it was crazy. Snowstorms, and we had to make stops. And it was just hilarious. Because here we have these two black SUVs flying, and we're going here and there. And it all panned out right. But you can't, you can't be, you can't turn down stuff because of weather. A hurricane, I'm not going to put you in a tornado no shit like that but snow is snow you know <laughs> so you got to get the client there in enough time so they have time to digress chill relax don't try to bring them in right before the show starts because if there's weather delays again it's about how proactive you are 
in the business, in the book. And that's always horrible from, from the airport to the stage. It's always horrible. Hell yes. There, now, there are times that we, again, with 112, we were on our way to Alabama. And I tell you, we came in hot. We came in hot. <laughs> Meaning, as soon as the sprinter pulled up, the doors opened up. As soon as they walked in, they were handed mics. They had a change in the sprinter. They were handed their mics and went straight to stage. Like, that is the most nerve-wracking thing. Sometimes you get the best shows like that, too. Because I've done shows yeah, with them. I've done shows with Pretty Ricky that was like that. And you'd be like, as a, you know, as a promoter on the opposite side, sometimes it's like you're biting your fingers about this artist getting there by a certain time. But sometimes when you know, they get there, that show is like, they turn it out. I don't know. Yeah, I think because we had a show. Out. We had a show earlier that day. That was a prime example. We had a show earlier that day. And then we left and times we got there but we, we made it and i promise you those first of all those guys always gave a great show like it was just amazing so they're they're professionals you know so they it's happened to them a hundred times before so they know how to they know how to deal with that and promoters it's just like you want to apologize but again if i'm calling you flow and be like listen we're running a little bit late then you know how what you need to do on your end mm -hmm. that's why it's the communication hey can you bring the host on can we kill 15 minutes? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's how you plan. So, mm -hmm. yeah, in the business. Hey, Gina. It's been plenty of times I've had to do things of that sort, of course. And if you've got somebody who's funny, yeah, the audience doesn't even notice it. You know, if you've got somebody who's, if you've got a great talent on stage, it's very important. Yeah. You're pretty much good to go because they're they looking for that. Sometimes they're looking for that moment. Yeah. They're hoping that that headliner is late or the person who's going on sometimes prior to the headliner. Right. So that they're late so they can get extended. A little, little more time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little more time on stage. So that definitely yeah. um, happens. Um, you, you, st you stated that you started your publishing company yeah. um, recently. What was really the inspiration behind that? Was it the book with, with um, Our Profit? That was the first book I published. Um, my, my business partner, Leon Cosby III, he he was into books and publishing and he convinced me, he said, listen, this is a great tangible item. It's content. This is tangible. So let's create something with you. And last year I kind of put it in play, got the business in order and started reaching out. So there's, there's several other books in the pipeline. Our profit came out during the pandemic. Um, Grams to Grammys, great book. Um, and then we just released Jay Alexander's from co-founder of FUBU's book, Building an Empire. And it's all under the hashtag S Firm Celebrity Series. So I'm, I'm creating a series under S Firm Publishing. But what, what inspired that, besides Leon saying, is we just needed to find a way to get our clients another way to do it without having to go and, and beg and please, you know, it's a great story and this and that. And so present just, something and pull out a portfolio in front of somebody and again, yeah. you don't like the word no. I hate the word no, but, it's <laughs> but the word no is necessary. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of people need to understand the word no is necessary. It's ne enough times it'll motivate you. Yeah, I but use he, the word no to motivate me. Yeah, and you can use it to motivate you, but when you hear the word no, it's also a, a way when you get a yes, you appreciate it. Mm -hmm, that's more. You know, so I look at it very positive. Okay, I got to know. What am I going to do? Motivation. But also when I got the yes, the yes was in the right time. 
So the no really protected me from a bad situation. So when people look at it from that like standpoint, a no is not negative. A no is necessary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, if you get told yes all the time, then... It's like a yes man. Who, who wants a yes man? <laughs> who wants a yes man? <laughs> who wants a yes man? At, the, at some point, it's going to get tiring. Right. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't build you. And, Don't build you. Know, this, in, in this business, and I'll just say, for those who's watching, um, any business that you may be in, yeah. just being in a position to just hear yes all the time, when you hear no, it's going to break you down. You know what I mean? So it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to humble you. It's going to humble you. It's going to humble you. So, so, so hearing those no's is, yeah. is it, sometimes it's just, it's, again, it's about walking in your purpose. So sometimes it's, it's, it's not the right time. It's not God's timing for you. It's Absolutely. not the right situation. I've heard no to situations and I've been upset, you know, and I've been like, Damn, what the hell? Like, you know, I work hard for this. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. whatever. Next thing you know, oh my God, somebody else walks on that shoe or that pattern, and I'm like, oh my God, okay, that wasn't meant for me. Yeah. And you and it saved you. And it saved you from frustration, from frustration, from nonsense. You know, you you gotta protect. um, You want to do what you love, and you want to get to that that finish line. You know, folks want to call it the, you know, the sky's the limit and all that good stuff. But yeah. at the same time, you want to keep your health and you want to keep your sanity. You that balance is that important. That balance is, is yeah. very important. Um, you know, you live a very busy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, what advice can you give to others, that, you know, about finding that balance? Learning how to say no. <laughs> Back to and, the <laughs> But in a way of you can't be exhausted. You know, there's sometimes that when you are completely exhausted or you're depleted and you have no more energy to give, that's when you start realizing, okay, I need to, I need to restructure or I need to figure out why am I working so hard? It's not the point to work hard. The point is to work smart. Mm-hmm. And Leon has been, uh, I say a godsend because without the structure that he helped implement and, and get me going, I mean, we just had like a, you know, if I'm lying, okay. But <laughs> it felt like a four hour conversation this morning. And it was about being deliberate and what's our plan for next year and being intentional and only doing things that make us money make the client money, good situation. That means come 2021, the bar is going to be raised. We've been doing great, but now I need to raise the bar because now the type of, of opportunities coming to me are going to be of higher excellence. And mm-hmm. with the higher excellence becomes higher execution, higher, higher responsibility. And you always got to understand like it's a longevity thing. This is not a quick power move. This is not a quick thing. And, and when Leon gets frustrated and, and he kind of wants to get in his thing, I'm like, no, nah, we're not doing that kid. Let's get up. Let's go. Now nah, he's not a kid by no means. <laughs> but it, 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 it's, it's, it's cheering on your teammate. Like, it's cheering on. Yeah. And at the same time, he holds, he holds me accountable too when I get in my space. 
Like mm-hmm. earlier this year, I got I got so mad over something, like the follow up. You know, if I'm putting stuff out there and people aren't respecting us and hitting us back or whatever, it 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 sends me to a whole nother space. Oh, you don't want to email me back? Gotcha. This is what's <laughs> happening. So I said, all we're doing now for the rest of the year is we're all we're doing is signing contracts and closing deals. That's all we're doing. I don't want to hear shit else. I'm not looking at nothing else. All we're doing is is signing contracts and closing deals. And that's all we've been doing. And it's, it's, it's powerful because that balance, I used to never say no. I would say, okay, where do you need me? How do you need me to help you? And I would help so much people because I was building relationships. So you have to, you got to give a lot, build mm-hmm. relationships, build relationships. So you can start pocketing them pocketing the favors, right? And not in a, not in a nasty way and not in a, in a vindictive way, not in a, 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 a way of, I'm only going to do me, this. Help me, help you. Help right. me, help you. Right. So in me building the brand and me building the business, it was a lot about building the relationships and building the relationships was key. And that means mm-hmm. integrity. It's easy to take the shortcuts. It's easy to to be dishonest in this business business. It's easy because there's so many moving parts. It's hard when you try to instill character, integrity, um, honesty, loyalty, those things. And I'm, I'm, I'm diligent in changing that in the industry. When it comes to me, I'm going to force you to do right business with me. You can do janky business, everybody else. But when it comes to me, I'm not going to allow you to do janky business because my stuff that I control is in order. And I, I say that to say for people who get caught up in that, as long as you can control mm-hmm. and you've done everything that you could do, no one can screw you over. Mm-hmm. Connecting those dots. <laughs> Absolutely. What do they say? What's the old saying? Like cross your T's and dot your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so my grandma used to say that all the time. So, you know, that's that's really the way. That's really the way. And if you do business. Yeah. And and, and at some point people are gonna people are gonna know and you're a woman in this in this in this business as well. So I'm pretty sure if you've seen it all and oh. people and, and, and people try to take women in this business as okay, I can try to get over and you've seen it all and now yeah. when you think of Melinda Santiago, you know. She takes no shit. You know, this is real. And that's, and the, I, I've, that's never, I've never tried to cross you, but no. I know that about you. I know that <laughs> you're very firm and you're very firm, but you're a great person at the same time and easy to talk to, but you take no nonsense. And that's just the way, you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta protect yourself, you gotta protect your client, protect your brand. But when the business is done, sense. when the business is done right, I'd say mm-hmm. it's, it's easy. It's only when you try it, like, oh, you tried it. <laughs> but I'm not mad at you that you tried it because that's the normal thing for people who, who take shortcuts. They try it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, well, what we're not going to do is this. I see you. I'll allow you to do X, Y, and Z because it really doesn't affect me, my overall Bottom. result. But it's about that. And I think the industry you know, can, can make or break a person. And mm-hmm. I'm, I don't care what people think about me. I care that they respect me. 
and that's that's the thing and people will say oh melinda i did my research on you a lot of people don't like you or they call you a bitch i'm like okay but they all come back saying one thing they say they you handle your business and at the end of the day you'll learn to love me if you get the chance to know me don't be mad because i don't allow you to screw me over <laughs> exactly that's the difference <laughs> exactly come collect you know come collect Absolutely. you can't be mad if i smell bs <laughs> How are you going to be mad at that? You know, right. just in, 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 in the entertainment industry, and for those who's watching, no matter what industry you're in, you have those business, no matter if you're in the medical field, no matter if you're a lawyer, you're a doctor. You got to be yes You have people in that field who's trying to take the shortcuts, who's trying to screw people over. Yeah. And no matter what, what line of work or what, what profession you are, you got to be able to, 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 to smell that. You gotta be able to no, read. The, no. You gotta be able to read the room. I want read people to be. I want people to be more cognizant of what the room looks like. Mm -hmm. Don't be so quick to jump in and yak in yak the yak. room. Sometimes you jump in the room and you just need to sit back and chill because you'll learn a lot and you'll see how people are. You'll see what they're really about. You'll see the ego. You'll see the humble. Mm -hmm. You'll see the ones who are really about it, and you'll see the ones who who want to be about it. So mm -hmm. you got to, when any, I would always give advice. When you jump in a room, sit back. Evaluate it. Evaluate the, the room. Quiet person in the room. And sometimes, you know, people are like, okay, you know, this person is the most quietest person in the room. They didn't engage or they didn't um, take advantage of this situation, whatever the conversation is about. They didn't jump into it. They sat back, they evaluated the situation. Yeah. Maybe, and with them evaluating the situation, maybe they figured, this situation ain't right for me. Right. I need to be in another room. This ain't the right room to be in. You know, that happens. I've been See, in See, I think, but I think every room is the right room to be in. I think there's opportunities in all the rooms that you, you come, it just depends on who you do the opportunities with. I can see potential and say, you know what? This may be not the right room, but that person is the right in this person. Room, that's a good way to look at it, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if it's not the right room, why am I in the room? Mm-hmm. You know? And it's, it's about reading the room. Again, it's, it's important that people that, that are always the loudest, they're not always right. You know? People who sit back and, you know, again, I like being in rooms. I'm just happy that I'm in a room, you know? <laughs> Hello. Just, <laughs> and then I'll make that situation mine. Like, I will make that situation mine. And I will pull opportunities out of it based off of a person may not be strong over here, but they have a strength over here. And how can I utilize or how can I put two people together that are strong to create an opportunity? So, yeah. I, yeah. It, it seems like you have um, been able to adjust to the pandemic, of course, in the entertainment oh, yeah. industry. And, you know, for a lot of folks, it's been hard to adjust. Yeah. And, you know, in my field as well, as being, as being a concert promoter, it's been very adjusting because you're trying to do shows and different things like that. And, of course, the venues still want the same amount of money, you know, but you've you got to have less capacity. And then, you know, the artists may want the same amount of money. How have you been able to... Just pretty much really adjust and still be able to get shit done. Because I have the promoter in mind. See, I think <laughs> from an artist manager, you have to approach the business, not a self thing. It has to be, and 
I give this to Leon as well, win-win or no deal. So in order for me to keep my relationship with the promoter, if it just doesn't make sense, I talk to them, listen, you, will, you won't make any money out of this. You're going to go in the red. So this probably is not the right time to do it. However, we can do it this way. And it's about talking and realigning or readjusting a certain thing. If uh, a promoter's coming in and say, I only got 3,500. I, I, I can't do that. However, I have an artist that might. And yeah. that's why, and that's why I book everybody in the industry pretty much. There's always somebody for something. And it's about having those relationships to help the, help the promoter out. And the promoter nine times out of 10 is thankful because they made a win. Now mm -hmm. that they made a win, all right, now let's play around. Let's do something else. So it's about having the promoter in mind, his best interest, because again, at the end of the day, I'm an artist manager, but I want my promoters to win. I never think about just the artist. I fight for the artist. I fight for their worth, but I have to make it make sense to the promoter because I want the promoter to win. Without the promoters, the artists don't work. Without the artists, I mean, without, and, and that's. It's a hand-in-hand hand relationship. It, it was a hand-in-hand up until this pandemic. It taught a lot of artists how to do virtual stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's tough on the promoters too. Mm -hmm. So it's about making sure that it's a win-win. Respecting the promoter as much as you respect the artist. The artist. And, and making the promoter understand from the artist's point of view. Like, just because your venue went down lower doesn't mean he has to compromise his fee. So find a different venue or find a different opportunity so we can create, so both of you guys win. So it's all about, it's all about the synergy of making sure everybody understands the, what's, the total, what's the total result, right? Mm -hmm. You want the promoter to win and you want the artist to win. The transparency, so because at the end of the day is you, wanna build, you don't want to burn any bridges. You don't want to have someone take a loss and, right. <laughs> you know, and that relationship right. is done and different things of that sort. But, you know, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, what can what advice can you give to anyone out there, any women that's out there watching you that want to get into this line of work that you've been um, so successful in? Thick skin. <laughs> you heard it. <laughs> Thick skin and due diligence um, and remaining consistent. Like, if you believe in something, you believe in it wholeheartedly. If that means you got to fight tooth and nail, you just fight properly. You fight with facts. You know, you don't fight emotionally. You don't give them a reason to, to sit you in a corner. You don't, um, you don't come in there trying to over-sexualize the situation. You don't walk in a room and, and have yourself and don't present yourself correctly. You know, we understand women and men. We understand visualizations. We, we, we understand that. So you have to make sure when you come in, they look at you and understand your business. I can play later. When you see me out with, with whatever I got on, that's later. Let's handle this business because I want you to understand who I am as a businesswoman. So I, I just tell all, all the women, don't compromise your morals. Don't think you have to be quiet, but you don't have to be overly rude to, to make a point. Sometimes um, being abrupt doesn't mean you're, you have to, being abrupt doesn't mean you're effective. Mm. That's the goal. Be effective. You don't have to be rude. You don't have to be, 
You ain't got to do all that. <laughs> you ain't got to be loud. You ain't got to be nasty. <laughs> you don't have to do all that. All you got to do is come in the room. And if that room is not um, set up the way you need it, you make it what you need it to be. And you make it make sense. But if it's not a win-win, you got to be okay with saying no. And you got to be okay saying, listen, it's just not good at this time. And walk away. Mm-hmm. All money and good money. That's a fact. I learned that. Yeah. <laughs> Some, somebody come with a lot of headaches, a lot of pain. <laughs> That's um, it. You know, very well said. Very well said. Um, it, what do you want your legacy to be? Now, she was a badass. <laughs> she was a badass. She was a badass. I mean, she was a badass. She was just a badass. Like, <laughs> when I pass away, I want the legacy to be like, how how Susan and, and again another thing to Leon Crosby the third Susan DePasse, um she has such a huge name in the industry and people don't even know who she is you know and people seem to go look her up Lucille Ball he brought to my attention another powerhouse that you wouldn't have thought you know with the with the Desilu production like she got tired of being that female that got ran over so she created the opportunities she created her own production company i want to be remembered and all of the entities moving even in my absence about yo she was not only a badass she cared about people she made things happen she made the impossible happen for people because she stayed true to her character and she walked with integrity, and she walked with honor. That, to me, is the most important. I want my kids to look at me, and they always have respect for me. I want my colleagues to look at me and always have respect for me and say, you know, it may not have been my choice, but she did right, and she did it well, and she didn't have to compromise her morals for it. So I think that part for me is what I want to leave behind. I want everybody that ever touched to say, yo, she impacted my life. Mm-hmm. Somebody said your hair is on point. So you look, you impacting them through your hair. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I called my best friend earlier. I got the shower. I said, <gasps> I had a gray hair. I got, so, oh my God. Oh my God. Lord Jesus. Yeah. So. Wow. Very well said, Melinda. But thank um, you. Thank you. It's all um, mine too. It's not a wig. It's not a lace front. Hello. It, yeah, you know, even though I shaved my little widow's peak right there, it's like a little shadow. <laughs> Bobby was talking about my my widow speak. <laughs> um, you mentioned people like Lucille Ball. What's uh, before I let you go? What's five power queens that um, you admire and you looked up to, looked up to? It was five. My mom, because just because she's not in business, she was a power queen because she brought love. She brought integrity to me she she showed me how she instilled those molds and... yeah absolutely then susan depas tina davis sylvia rome hmm. oh lucille ball there we go yes <laughs> there we go thank you so much linda i think we have huh, my fiance which is my executive producer have um, two questions here. Sure. If anyone else have another question, you can send it in. Um, she said, okay, Tracy said, how do you j- juggle family, mom life, from boss life? So, mom 
is 24-7. Boss is 24-7. So sometimes my children will wait for me to get off my phone for my conference call. Then I get on the phone with the teachers for my, for my meetings with the teachers. You just do it. You, you, your, your family sees that you're busy. I do take time out. And if I got something planned or I want to plan for the family, I'll cut my phone off. Hey, movie night tonight or we're going to do something. Um, if I'm on the road traveling, you know, I, I, I separate it. It's not easy, but it's doable. You just got to find that balance. And again, hey, kids, I can't do it this week, but I'll do it next week. And, and thank God, you know, I got four kids. I'm a single mom. So thank God I have my twin daughters who are a huge helpmate, you know. But it's about FaceTiming and constantly picking up the phone. And even when they're with their dad, I, I'm, I'm stopping them from fighting on the text messages. And then I got to pick up a call and I have a fight with a promoter. I, it's just what it is. <laughs> you know, you just can't let one roll over into the other. You know, what happens in business, you can't let it roll over into your to your family life and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Everything uh, in my phone is a planner. Yes. Everything is a planner. There you go. See, I'm bad. I'm, I'm, I, I'll put stuff on my notes, mm -hmm. and but I'm bad with the like orchestrating the planner. My fiance does more of it for me. I'm a, I, I challenge myself to remember more than I would like. That's not smart. <laughs> I I'm challenge myself <clears throat> to remember more like Okay, I'm gonna do this. You know, but it, it, it's not smart because you're human, mm -hmm. and and yeah. and we get overloaded, and we we tend to forget. So there's nothing wrong with as soon as something happens, throw that in the calendar, and invite the people that are there because now you've transferred the responsibility and accountability to all parties. Everybody needs that. I started that. doing that too. I started doing that too, and I remember <laughs> when, when, when we, we were talking. Um, we were talking about a while back about bringing one of your clients on the show and you immediately sent me the calendar. Like the calendar came through so quick and I was like, okay. And I picked that up because I stopped using the calendar like that. And I was like, okay, I got to start using the calendar again. And you kind of just, not even knowing you brought that back to me to start using the calendar again. I mean, it's just, there's tools there. And remember I said earlier is working smarter, not harder. Mm -hmm. Because I juggle so much, as soon as it comes through, I put in the calendar, I put myself a reminder, and let it go. Because I do forget. And this helps utilize the tools that we have. That's why they're there for. Mm -hmm. My fiance commented said, and he forgets. <laughs> that's, that's why you got a strong woman, right? There you go. Yes. <laughs> what words of encouragement can you give to women who may have to choose one over the other? It's okay. It's okay. And just because you may have to choose one over the other doesn't mean you're defeated. It just means you have to plan it out. It just means it may not be for you right now. And, and it's okay. Sometimes family has to take over because that has to be in order. Or sometimes the job has to come through. First, don't feel guilty. There were times in the corporate, in the corporate world, I had to leave my eight-year-old twins eight to ten hour days while I was working because... I had to. I had to put food on the table. I had to have rent. You can't feel guilty for doing what you do. You just got to love on them harder when you have to make those kind of decisions. So don't feel guilty. Know that you can do it. Know that, that in, in timing and, and preparation, like 
if you know you got a hard day, try to prep. It's discipline now. There's things you got to do. But don't ever feel guilty. And you can do it. I don't believe you have to choose one or the other. You might have to for a minute while you appropriate your life and organize it. But your end result is going to win. So I just encourage everyone to do it. Just put your foot down, be disciplined enough, and don't, and, and don't take no for an answer. There we go. <laughs> Back to the no. Don't take no for an answer. Don't take no for an answer. <laughs> Thank you so much, Melinda. Thank you for joining me tonight. I appreciate um, that. If anyone missed any of this conversation, it is available. It will be available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts at midnight. I hope. Every, anything that she said has stuck with someone out there who's watching. Thank you. You know, you continue to be a trailblazer. You continue Thank to you. wear many hats and, and put on for clients and put on for your business. I'm, I'm looking forward to, oh, the Melinda Santiago show. Yes. yes. I, I, I can't forget about that. That's right. When, when I see you keep teasing, when is that rolling out? What, what, what's some of the stuff we may see when that, um, when that comes through? You're going to see a Latin version of Ellen, Oprah, Jimmy Fallon kind of vibe. That's why I'm talking about real, real conversations, real impactful things that, that, are, that are hitting us daily. This is not fluff. This is not a gossip thing. I don't do that gossip stuff. This is about real situations that we're going through. Um, we've been working on it for about three years and finally got picked up on a network. So, you know, shout out to AIB Network. Um, and the most important part of that is the contract that was negotiated ownership mm -hmm. and that's the big part of, of you don't have to sell your soul to get on TV you don't have to sell or compromise to get on TV if you know your product and you believe in your product you fight for its integrity just as much as you fight for yours so Melinda Santiago show Latin Oprah I, I'm, I'm mixing it up I'm bringing a little comedy skit little drama not not in the face of gossip but real stories like real stuff that's like that you at home can be like i've been through that i, I, I go through that i can relate to that and how do i fix it so i want to be able to offer solutions i want to be able to offer options i want to be able to 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 give life coaching and and breathe life into people through the tv i want to be able to encourage people and know that a woman who was homeless, a woman who had to claim bankruptcy, lost everything, a woman who was divorced, who, who had to bring four kids, lived in a car for, like, mm. they can do it, because I did. So it's doable. There's a huge story there, but I'm, I'm for the people. So that's what I want this show to be. I'm for the people. I want to be the people's champ. I want to be... Uh, uh, an asset to anyone I touch. I want to be an impactful person. So that's what Melinda Santiago show is about. So we are in pre-production now. Um, it's going to start airing 2021. We're, we're hoping around March. Um, but you know, anything, this COVID has gotten timelines off, but that's but what we're hoping gonna, for. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's happening. Oh, it's done. It's signed, sealed, and delivered. It's done. <laughs> it's done, yeah, done. You've been teasing, and how many years again have you been working on this? Three. Three years. I remember you've been teasing, and I remember, you know, when kind of you first announced that you were kind of bringing this whole thing about. So 
I'm so happy to see it come full circle. Thank and you. It's going to be coming next year, uh, 2021, hopefully March, because keep our fingers crossed. And what network yes. is it going to be on? It's on AIB TV. But the AIB ownership, TV. the ownership, the part of it is, um, I can syndicate it, license it out to all networks. Other so, so you might see it on Lifetime, you might see it on ABC, you might see it on NBC, you might see it on OWN, you might see it on Telemundo. She's, you may let's see just it say, anyway. Telemundo, that's one of my favorites. Let's just say she's working and, yeah. um, and, and, and I'm pretty sure we're going to see it in other places. That network, is that network based in Georgia? It's based in Georgia. It reaches about 2.3 to 2.8 million homes. Um, okay. Georgia and surrounding. So, again, it's a beautiful, sweet deal. I, again, it's not, I, we didn't have to sell our soul. We didn't have to sell it. We own it. Mm -hmm. That's, and I, can, I, can't, I, can't, I can't express enough how much it is to own it, you know? So that's important, ownership. And working on some other projects with one of my uh, colleagues, Dawn Scott, um, her, uh, her um, client, DJ Just like working on some of his stuff with him. So he's on the move. You guys need to follow him as well. Um, I got to say this real quick. Um, Dawn Scott Management, or D. Scott Management, um, believe in our vision. I know people have seen me post it. We're having a, um, I'm supporting my best friend in taking care of the foster care kids this Christmas. So there's a GoFundMe account. If you guys want to donate, anything small amount five ten fifteen dollars uh, if you want to donate a, a toy we're having an event this sunday december 13th from one to four at the dfax uh location um look at the flyer on things so i'm supporting her uh this is a believe in our vision event with dj just like they're doing something for the foster care kids so it's imperative please Give, I promise you, when you give from the heart, you receive abundance in return. December 13th, what's the location again? At the DFAX office, I think the uh, address is 2300 Park Lane Ave. But the flyer is on my page, as well as D. Scott Management and I am DJ Justice page. So if you, if you don't know, DM me and I'll send you all the information as well. And when we upload to Spotify and like and Apple and all that good stuff, I'm going to make, I'll make sure that we include all the information at the end of the conversation. Perfect. Thank you so much, Melinda. I hope. Thank you. <laughs> I, I know that uh, 2021 is going to be a great year. Um, I, I I'm so excited. I, I look forward to, 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 to seeing the Melinda Santiago show. It looks like it's going to be dope. Um, so definitely salute to you, Queen, and everything you. you do. Women, I hope you're inspired. Women Empowerment Support Our Queens. Thank you, Melinda. You have a great night. Thank you. You again. too. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.